Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. My name is Steve Barber, and my awesome co-host is Dwaylon Davis. Say hello, Dwaylon. Hey, everybody. And hopefully, you, know, every, you were able to catch the interview I had yesterday with Christopher Michael Lotus. That was kind of a, a somewhat spur-of-the-moment thing, but they're advertising the Summer Sizzler event that's happening this Saturday in Covington, Kentucky. Definitely going to be there. I actually got my tickets yesterday, and I'm going to be there. It's going to be a good time. Awesome. And and today's subject is going to be uh, the history of Black World Champions in wrestling. Yeah, I've been thinking about this. I've been thinking about this topic a lot, like especially like for a while, for a few years actually, especially like. So when Kofi won the title, it get, you know, got me really thinking about it, and uh, so I figured that'd be you know a great topic for the show. Oh yeah, I, oh I definitely agree, and and it just some of the uh, the information when I was doing some research, and uh, well I do have to tell the funny story is I came across <laughs> a story and I got the link and I was getting ready to send it to Dwaylon, and then all of a sudden. I got an email in my inbox. Dwaylon had sent the exact same story to me. <laughs> <laughs> so we great obviously minds. think, oh yeah, great minds think alike. Yeah, I don't know what that has to do with us, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, this this one particular article is very interesting, and it was actually written in April of 2019. So there are a couple that are not on this list. But before we get started, I will go ahead and get, go ahead and give our contact and info if you'd like to email us it for back for any reason at all really it's armchair booking podcast at gmail.com you can find us on facebook at facebook.com slash armchair booking podcast we are on instagram at armchair booking we are on twitter at booking armchair you can find us on apple podcast spotify stitcher iHeartRadio, amazon music google play just about any anything that that you can find podcasts on and of course we are hosted by block talk radio did i get everything Dwayne? yep that right. was everything cool because i keep trying to add more and more so it makes the <laughs> list you know a lot longer yeah so yeah definitely if you can you know give us some kind of feedback let us know how we're doing uh because we're we're trying to to grow the podcast we're trying to make it as best as what we possibly can and we're going to have a lot more uh diverse subjects actually kind of like the one we're doing today and because i think this like joylan said this is actually something that needs to be talked about for a long time so yeah and, and uh, i want to put i just want to give a disclaimer this this uh, this episode will be about black men that have won world titles because i feel like i feel like the black women that have won world titles in wrestling deserve their own show so because i would hate to for us to just kind of cram them in, you know, to one show and not give them the time that they deserve for their accomplishments. So tonight we're just focusing on the guys that have won world titles. And on that, and actually I will say um, the feud between Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair looks like it's heating up again. I'm looking forward yes. to it. Oh, yes. Yeah, the rematch is oh. at SummerSlam. So that should be really good. She stabbed her in the back with a backstabber. Yep. They might steal the show again. 
Oh, I'll tell you what. I mean, just that moment alone, I was jumping off my couch going, yep, yep, told you, told you. I mean, and you can, like you said, you can see it coming a mile away, but. Yeah, yep. Woo. And, and actually, I was trying to, oh, there was actually a couple other things in wrestling news. And for the life of me now, of course, it goes completely out of my mind. Uh, I'm trying to think if I've read anything uh, currently. Um, I know there's several of the, uh, I know like Buddy Murphy, his 90 day non-compete is almost up. Okay. He had a, uh, he had a promo video on Twitter where he was like, it was like he was locked in prison and there was a guy there taking, um, like taking pictures of him and stuff. And like the, the warden or whatever asked him, you know, why why are you doing this and he's like oh i've come i've come to get him he's free and, <laughs> and that's i like you know, it <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh i know what it was new show friday night 10 o'clock yes. rampage yes because i was thinking okay they're doing a friday night are they going to try to compete with smack then i heard it was at 10 o'clock of course 10 o'clock eastern time nine o'clock for you yeah, I'm like, oh, okay. So they're they're actually kind of playing it smart. They're saying, go ahead once SmackDown's over. Yeah, they come turn they over. Come us. over. Yeah, come on over and watch us. And the uh, the main event of that show is uh, Red Velvet, who is a who has become a very very good wrestler very quick. Uh, she was uh, she had been trained by uh, partially by Dustin Rhodes. Um, in AEW, and she will be challenging Britt Baker for the AEW Women's World Title. That's the main event of okay. Rampage. Oh, that's gonna be good. <laughs> oh, that's gonna be real good. Um, all right. So, Dwayne, like we were saying before we uh, started, was, before we started doing the research of this, how many Black World Champions would you say there had been? And this is including all the. You know, every single one of them throughout history. Yeah, um, I would, you know, I started at Ron Simmons because, um, you know, that's the, for most companies and most, you know, wrestling fans, that's the, that's the one you know about as the first black world champion. And uh, I've, I'd guessed it at like maybe 15 at the most, but come to find out, we've like while doing our research, uh, including the couple that, that that were not added to the list because it happened after this article came out. There's, uh, you know, been thirty. Thirty, yeah, yeah, black world champions in the history of pro wrestling. And I definitely wouldn't have uh, guessed. Um, guess that many and part of that's my own lack of knowledge about impact about tna and then like you said we've, we also forgot about iceman parsons yes you know, people I, like did that. Yeah. I did forget about iceman parsons um winning the world class title right and and one thing we'll also put another disclaimer on here the article itself actually describes these men as world champions for their organization uh some of the organizations are not as well known now Historically, they were, you know, pretty big in their day, even though some of them were localized. And that's where the debate comes in about whether or not it was a world title. Yeah. That has no, nothing to do with the people holding it, of course. 
It just has to do, okay, they're calling it a world title, but they only wrestle in Indianapolis or they right. only wrestle in Los Angeles. Right. You know, but this article recognizes them. So for the sake of the show, we're going to recognize them. The, right. the dispute over what's a world title, what's not, that's, we that's just figured out we're going to do the subject. That's going to be a subject for a different episode at some point. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So, and that, that'll be going old school, going back to the territory days. Yeah. Yeah. Or as I refer to it, the good old days, even though, of course, we're not wrestlers, so we really don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, this article says 28. And like Joylan said, there was two more that aren't in this article because of when this article was uh, written. But some of these, you know, some of these names I had recognized and I didn't realize that they would have been recognized or have won a title. A name yeah, like I was the same way, like Bobo Brazil. I'd heard, you know, I knew right. about him, but I did not realize he had held a world title. And I didn't realize that Ernie Ladd had either. And Ernie Ladd definitely, well, Ernie Ladd and Bobo Brazil both definitely deserve it. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, some, some of the, yeah, Bobo Brazil is a name that you hear his name mentioned as a big influence on a lot of wrestlers. Uh-huh. So, yeah, not, not just black wrestlers, but just wrestlers, period. I mean, everybody yeah. loved Bobo Brazil. Um, Ernie Ladd was uh, one of the best heels back in his day. And this is a man, he was he all pro for K- the Kansas City Chiefs? Yes. Yeah, yes. so he goes from being all pro in the NFL to all of a sudden just tearing it up in the wrestling world. And he, yeah. and he was a great heel. But... But some of these, um, it is a shame that it, it's almost lost to history. I'm actually glad this article came out. Yeah, me too. Because, I mean, a lot of, even when they do the, uh, like, when WWE does their, during Black History Month, when they do their, you know, history thing of champions, you don't hear about, you only hear about WCW and WWE champions. Never, you don't hear about the ones that came before that paved that paved the way mm-hmm. for future wrestlers to become, you know, future black wrestlers to become world champions. You know, in a hundred plus years of professional wrestling, there's been thirty black men to hold a world title in wrestling, and that that's, I mean, that's a shame considering how many talented men have come, you know, through different territories and through different major companies and to have never won a world title. Oh, I, I, I agree. And part of that, I mean, of course, was the, the old mentality. Um, and part of this was during the beginnings, I guess, of the territory days. But you had the promoters who, well, basically were, were ignorant. And I would say some of them were probably racist, mm-hmm. period. Because back then, and this is actually something we'll also discuss on a future episode, um, a lot of the promoters, they they actually had a quota of black wrestlers that they would not, like a maximum, they would yeah. not, a threshold, basically. Yeah. They wouldn't go above one or two. Yeah. And that was actually something I was not aware of until I heard an interview with Kamala when he was on Steve Austin's podcast, and he mentioned yeah. that. and. He said, not, not, he said it wasn't all the territories, but it was some of the bigger ones were like that. Yeah. And 
you know, of course, later on, it took somebody like, um, from I think it was Sputnik Monroe, mm-hmm. who he was the one who really pulled it in. And then, oddly enough, and I know this is a kind of a controversial uh, name, is Bill Watts. In a weird yeah. way, because he really pushed, he pushed JYD. And he said, he I'm really good. Yeah, he yeah. really did. And he said, my audience is black down in, of course, down in Louisiana. He said, why wouldn't I? He said, it makes sense. Right. You know, um, and like I said, I mean, I don't want to spend too much time on him because Bill Watts, he's a very polarizing figure anyway, yeah. because yeah. for every like good thing he did and he had to counterbalance it with something that was kind oh, of yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He always had to keep this, the scales even. Yeah, with you know, he did. He um yeah he's definitely a love hate with himself kind of person (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) but yeah some of these other names i mean and i'll just throw the names out uh, for right now that we can kind of go through all of them but yeah bearcat Wright, um sailor art thomas that's another name you you hear quite a bit um of course we already talked about ernie ladd calypso jim i had never actually heard of this one but it said he was the world heavyweight champion in 1987 i was like yeah we were watching it back then (laughs) I know I didn't I didn't yeah I'd never heard of him before either and I didn't I didn't realize that and he was he was trained by Bobo Brazil right and uh, yeah that one was just yeah all, the, all those names and of course then I started going on uh, Wikipedia looking up the names and then I'm going up down another rabbit hole because I started looking up other stuff because <laughs> you know you, you kind of do that it's, it's pretty yeah easy. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, Calypso Jim was he won the title in '87, and then WWA, which was the World Wrestling Association, um, they folded in in 1988. So he was the last world champion for that organization. And you know, and I actually, there was also another WWA, same initials, but it was World Wrestling. Um, World Wrestling All Stars, I think. It uh, was there, like, there, yeah, there was All Stars, and there was another one. I just had it. I'm gonna have to go back and look at the Wikipedia. Um, it was an alliance. Um, you know what? Let me go look at the Wikipedia. And my son's over here trying to look over my shoulder because he's looking <laughs> at the he's looking at the Northern Lights. You can't see him because of this, but. Um, anyway, yeah, I might look up because it, the, it, the word actually threw me off because, um, I wasn't exactly expecting that to be, um, part of the abbreviation, uh, worldwide wrestling associates. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's a little bit too much to be saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it was the associates, and it was the worldwide. So, um, but anyway, so when I was looking up this, there's another um, story, and I'm actually going to email this one to you as well. That actually goes back even further in um, into the history of it, and it goes a little bit deeper. And did you realize? that okay back in the days when baseball is segregated okay and for anybody that gets offended by any kind of words that come out these were actually official titles 
but they had what they actually called it the Negro Baseball League. Yes, yes. They had they actually called them Negro Wrestling Associations too. I did not yeah. know that. I did. Yeah. Oh I did wow. And to me, I mean, that was just I mean, kind of fascinating that they had that because I mean, well, first of all, they should have. You're go, you're either going to have everybody, or you're going to have nobody. They right. shouldn't. You know, that's the way I feel about it. Yeah, me you know? too. I mean, and that's why you and I have been friends for so long is because we both feel like that, yeah. you know, so, and. So like it, it took the civil rights movement to really get it to where promoters started putting their world titles on, you know, on black men. Yeah. Because you're, yeah, because of some of the first ones it was talking about, where's like Boba Brazil, well, that was in the late sixties and yeah. they had, and they had this controversy with him and Buddy Rogers because some some of the promoters would recognize him some wouldn't and yeah. and they said they uh the nwa would not recognize boba brazil um even now they technically won't recognize him but they will say ron killings also known as our truth yeah. was their first black world champion in 2002 yeah it took them that long yeah yep and that was a joint venture with, you know, that was a different company using the NWA World Heavyweight title. Right. It wasn't like it was just solely the NWA. They didn't have really have too much choice but to recognize it because TNA was recognizing Ron Killens as the World Heavyweight Champion. So the NWA didn't really have any choice but to recognize it. And I mean, he's on he's on television every week with the bell. So I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. and and I think that also says something about Ron Killings, his um, diversity as a wrestler because he can be that world champion, and yeah. then he can also be the guy who he. I love watching our truth on there. The dude, he's, uh, he's hilarious. He yeah. is. He's hilarious. You, the man, he's older than we are. I believe he doesn't and, age. No, he doesn't. He doesn't age. He looks exactly the same now as he did when he was the world champion in TNA. Yeah. And I mean, it's amazing. I mean, he has, you know, he has the abs. I mean, he has muscle. I mean, there's like not an ounce of body fat on him. No. And every time he jumps up and he comes down in the splits, I'm like, first of all, ow. (laughs) My knees hurt getting out of bed sometimes. And he's, you know, He's our age and just flying all Yeah. And and winning the, the 24-7, 7-Eleven, I-10 <laughs> European. <laughs> you know, the tight I, I don't I don't I've already lost count of how many times he's held the 24-7 championship. I think it's about I think they're up to about 40 now. Just for him. Yeah, just for him. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, you know what? When when he goes in the Hall of Fame. They're going to put him in there with that belt. Okay, got it. Yeah. I mean, he made people want to see that title. Yeah. You know, um, but one of the things I'm looking at, and this is part of the article I just sent to you, it's talking about the origins. One of the first names that's mentioned, and I'm wondering if there's any kind of relationship here with someone with the same name, it said there's a Rufus Jones in 1938 in Kentucky. Hmm. And I'm like, wow, because Rufus R. Jones, you know, Freight Train Jones. Yeah. I don't re- recall, like, 
anything heard anything about like a dad or an uncle or another relative being a wrestler so yeah i haven't either but that's that's interesting of course it makes me wonder i mean he maybe he knew who it was and he took his name in tribute could be could very well be of course wasn't there the rumor also that rufus r jones was uh slick's dad yeah i always heard that but i never heard any confirmation Okay, yeah, Rufus R. Jones, his real name is Carrie Lloyd. <laughs> so, yeah, so uh, there you go. Um, he later adopted the ring name of Rufus R. Jones, nicknamed Freight Train. And, and, and they say, what does the R stand for? He'd say it stood for guts. <laughs> <laughs> and he actually, I, I remember watching Freight Train Jones in the Mid-Atlantic area when I first started watching wrestling because him and, him and Jimmy Valiant were – yeah, they were good buddies. So automatically, I like Rufus R. Jones, and I also like Pistol Pez Watley, you know, well, before he, you know, turned and, you know, yeah, all that. Yeah. But because, you know, then also he became a bad guy, and, you know, you had to not like the bad guys until a little bit later when we decided, we, you know what, we like the bad guys. <laughs> but, yeah, and this article, I mean, it, it has a bunch of names. It does mention Boba Brazil, mention Sweet Daddy Seeky. There's another name. Yeah. But yeah, it, it just, and I think maybe somebody in the, not the WWE Hall of Fame, obviously, but the Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame, because there actually is a Professional Wrestling Hall of Fame. Yeah. And to me, that was more prestigious anyway. Yeah. And they, I agree. Uh, and they obviously, you know, definitely ought to recognize a lot of, the, if they don't already, I mean, we don't know because yeah. um, I, I, there still isn't, isn't a physical brick and mortar building for the hall of fame is there for the wrestling hall of fame i don't think so i don't think there is but if okay. there's you know but i i completely agree these men definitely need to be recognized uh for their accomplishments and for what they you know what they gave to the business exactly and because when you have uh people citing boba brazil and ernie ladd as influences i mean that yeah. tells you right there i mean they had a huge impact and i want to say both those guys are actually in the wwe hall of fame uh i know ernie ladd is i'm not sure about bobo brazil yeah we'll have to look yeah um and somebody somebody just went in in the legacy wing last year or a couple years ago and, and actually, this article is actually kind of funny because they're talking about Bearcat Wright, and then they accidentally called him Bobcat. I'm yeah. It. <laughs> no, you're, you're right. Uh, uh, Bobo Brazil is in the Hall of Fame. He went in in 94. Okay. Yeah, he's in the, the Hall of Fame Hall of Fame, not just the Legacy Wing. Yeah, because he was actually inducted into the Hall of Fame by Ernie Ladd. Okay. Because they were, they were rivals, you know, right. during their career, but Ernie Ladd inducted him into the Hall of Fame. You know, I want to say Boba Brazil is also a guy he never turned heel. Not that I've ever heard of. I don't think so. Yeah, I think he was always a face, <coughs> which is a very rare thing. I mean. Yeah, for any anybody. Ricky um, Sable is the only other one I can think of. <laughs> yeah, same here because I was trying to think, is there anybody else? Uh, yeah, I think Steamboat's the only other one. <laughs> but, man, um but one of the people they also mentioned in this one is um, Kamala. Because they, they're calling the USWA title 
um, a world title, even though it was just basically in Memphis. So, and it kind of branched out a little bit. Yeah, because they ended up changing it later to the the unified world title. Yes. Uh, yeah, because that's when they merged with the AWA a little bit later on. Yeah. And then it folded. Yeah. But yeah, Kamala was, um, he held it. And there's somebody named King Cobra. I tried looking up King Cobra and the only thing it says on Wikipedia, it says there was a wrestler named King Cobra and there's no link. So there's not even an article on Wikipedia about oh. King Cobra, whoever that is. Yeah. But it all, it does mention Charles Wright also beat Lawler for the USWA title. Granted, a hundred people beat Lawler for the USWA title. That is true because uh, yeah, the Soul Taker. The Soul course, Taker. You know, anybody who doesn't know who the Soul Taker is, that's Godfather, Papa Shango, Kama. Yeah. yeah. Um. And I've always said my favorite character of Charles Wright was the Soul Taker. Because yeah. I remember watching him, I think it was in Global when it was still a thing. And I'm like, yeah, I don't know who this guy is, but he's good. And then all of a sudden, I, the next time I saw him was like a year later and he was Papa Shango. I was like, I like Soul Taker better. I don't know. what Y'all could have just kept that character. That, you know, that was a good one. But, but it has him beating Lawler, but he... um he no-showed and actually got stripped of the title. Yeah. And Kamala lost the title to Coco Beware, and I, which I never knew that either. And they said Coco Beware won the title twice, and that was the first time that a world title has changed hands from one Black wrestler to another. Right. And, and if we look at the timeline of those, all these were actually before Ron Simmons. Yes. Yeah, because Ron Simmons did not win until 1990, 1992. Right. And yeah, and all I, these. I, I all remember these when that one happened. Yeah, I saw. I was watching that day when it happened on uh, on yeah. uh, TBS. Was it one of the um, the Super Brawls or one of the Clash of the Champions? One of the ones they always had. Um, like, it was like a uh, a pay per view, but it was on regular TV. Or cable yeah, TV. I think it was like it might have been the clash. I can't remember if it was just the clash or if it was like just a regular taping. Because what happened was Vader was supposed to defend against Sting. Right. Sting got injured, and so they had they put everybody's name in the locker room in a hat. Ron Simmons' name got drawn, so Ron got the got the title shot, and he ended up beating Vader with the. Yeah, you know, with the, the power slam. Snap power slam. Yep. Um, because I don't know why I remember little weird details like this. He he got him with the the running power slam, and then when he did, he actually slid around to all of a sudden now he's hooking his leg with the left arm instead of the, yeah. the right. Yeah. Yeah, I remember weird, weird and it was details so, like it was that. So quick. I mean, yeah, he, he hooked him with the power slam and like you said, slid around and before you knew it, he had pinned him. And I think that also says something about how powerful Ron Simmons was because as big as what a guy Vader was, yeah, even if he was going to kind of assist you picking him up, he's still that's big still, enough. <laughs> still 400 plus pounds that you've got to move. Right. That, that, you know, that quick. And he did. Yeah. And of course, Ron Simmons is a, you know, he was a world-class athlete, you know, four-time All-American at, you know, Florida State University uh, played, you know, 
play professional football. He was just an amazing athlete. Took took the wrestling really well, really mm-hmm. quick. Because I mean, he had only been wrestling a few years, really, when he won the world title. Yeah, and because he had already done the tag team with uh, Butch Reed as Doom. Yep. And I will say this about Butch Reed. Butch Reed, as far as I know, never held any of these titles. Butch Reed is is a person that should have. He should have. Absolutely uh, should have. Man, that dude was powerful. Yeah. Um, but he did. I mean, he did hold some like re, like the the highest level yeah. regional titles or something. Yeah, he was, he, was a, he was the top guy in a lot of the territories. Oh yeah. He just, you know, wasn't because especially back then because a lot of that the territory days, a lot of who became a world champion depended a whole lot on whatever the NWA decided. Right. Didn't matter what, didn't matter where you were in the country. The NWA was the governing body, you know, because WWF was their own separate thing over here, but the rest of the country was because WWF's always been in their own bubble over here. Oh yeah. The rest of the country, the NWA was the governing body. And so you weren't world champion unless the NWA board decided you were going to be world champion. So, and I think with Butch Reed, there may have been, I guess, like reliability issues. But um, yeah, because he did, he did as as great as he was, he did have a habit of like just if if somebody made him mad or just didn't agree with uh, something they were booking, he'd just leave. Yeah, and because he like, knew because well, he, he knew he could get work anywhere. Yep. So it'd been like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna go over here mm-hmm. and make my money over here. Yep, I'm gonna go over here. I'm gonna dye my hair blonde. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna be called the natural. Natural. And and I'm cash. still gonna beat people up. <laughs> and yeah, and I'm gonna cash some big paychecks. Yeah. <laughs> and because the the legend goes that Honky Talk Man actually was not supposed to ever become the Intercontinental Champion. It was, it was actually supposed to be, to be Butch Reed, but he no yep. showed. Yep. And they're like, who do you know? Because Steamboat's going to lose a title because we don't want because Steamboat had had ticked some people off, and they're like, okay, because he wants some time off, fine. He's going to give us a belt, you know, yeah. and he's going to drop it to Butch Reed. And what do you mean he didn't show up? <laughs> and yeah. so, and and Hogan said, what about that guy? And he just pointed hockey talk man's walking by, like what? And so next thing yeah. you know, yeah, because hon- Honky had gotten to be good friends with Hogan. So Hogan yeah. kind of got his, you know, another one of those nepotism type things. It's like a little bit. Yep. You get to be a buddy with Hogan. You kind of always land on your feet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, and then next thing you know, they're, he's held the intercontinental title longer than anybody else. And it just, uh, I couldn't stand it, <laughs> but well, I didn't either, story. but I oh. credit though. He did his job because you know the heel is supposed to irritate you enough to where you pay money to see somebody beat him up. So mm, that's true. That is very true. But you know, talking about also about Ron Simmons, though, if we're getting back to that. You know who actually orchestrated that one as well? That was uh Bill Watts. Bill Watts. Yep. So it's Bill, um, Bill Watts' decision to, you know, even though they put all the names in the hat and everything, it was always, as far as Bill Watts was concerned, it was always going to be Ron Simmons to challenge Vader once Sting went down with the injury. 
Yep. And and so, like I said, that's one of the things you got to look at Bill Watts going, hey, he did a good thing. Yeah, but then he turned around and screwed it up, you know, long, yeah. not long after that. Yeah. I'm not even going to get into, you know, uh, you know, and the sad thing is, I don't actually don't think he meant anything bad, but it's like, dude, do you not know how to construct sentences? <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're of the age that you should know how English works and how, yeah. really how any, uh, you put, and you're, words, I mean, you're, you're the head booker. You've got to think before you open your mouth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and by the way, stop punching people in your office because you're going to get sued. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, and the company's not, you know, the company's not going to bail you out. Yeah. And, and actually, as I'm looking at this article, it has Junkyard Dog uh, been credited for also winning the USWA world title. Oh, wow. Yeah. And I honestly, JYD, I don't think I would have, he was extremely popular, obviously. I mean, he was over, but would you have him as a world champion? Because his, his move set, I mean, I think you and I had more moves than JYD did. Yeah. You know, no, I mean, he's absolutely a legend and he absolutely was, you know, one of the men that paved the way for, you know, black wrestlers today. Oh, yeah. I just, I, I never saw him as a world champion guy. Right. But at the same time, it was one of those, he didn't need it. That's very true. You know, he, he, he was, was so over. He was Man. so over that he didn't, you know, he didn't need the world title to be relevant. He was, you know, Everybody knew, even non-wrestling fans knew who the Junkyard Dog was. And he was, uh, he was another one of the wrestlers back in the day. He was one of the only ones who had entrance music. Yes. Yeah, because not everybody did back then. And he nope. actually used, he used two different songs. Usually it was Another Mice of Dust. Yeah. Um, but the other one was Atomic Dog. Yes. Yeah. And. And, and, you know, I never saw a video of him coming to the ring with Atomic Dog. Um, I just read about, you know, every once in a while he uses Atomic Dog. And at the time, I had never heard the song. I've actually seen some video clips of him coming out to that song. Okay. Yeah, you'll have to send them to me so I can check those out. Um, and kind of a side note, talking about JYD, when I was stationed in Korea, I was talking to a guy one day out in the smoke area because at the time I smoked quite a bit. Um, and he was from Fayetteville, North Carolina, um, JYD, mm -hmm. you know, Sylvester Ritter, you know, his hometown. Right. And I don't even know how the subject came up, but we're talking about wrestling. He had dated JYD's daughter. Really? Yep. For a little bit. And he was dating her when JYD, uh, was killed in the car wreck. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, in fact, cause he said he had come up, and I think he actually referred to him as Sylvester. He said he had come up from uh, where he lived. I think he, he lived down closer to New Orleans. And he came up for her graduation from high school there in Fayetteville. And it mm -hmm. was when he was on his way back that he got killed. Right, right. You know, he was, yeah, he was. Because uh, I think he, I think his daughter even suggested that he just, you know, stay the night and, you know, leave the next morning. And he's like, no, I'm going to go ahead and go. I can make it. And he ended up falling asleep at the wheel. Right. And that's one of the things, hey, if don't think you can make, I mean, that that's a little safety tip. If you think, you, you know, if there's a chance you get tired. Yeah. Just, yeah. Don't go take the something. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
but yeah, and with the guy, and I, oh God, for the life of me, I, I, I cannot remember his name because he actually wasn't in my unit. He was in a total separate. We just happened to be out both out there smoking, and you know, we out there for a while just telling stories. Um, but I remember when he was telling that. I mean, I could tell he wasn't BSing me, mm-hmm. you know, because just because his facial expressions, you know, you tell he kind of, you know, even though I mean he was more concerned for her. Yeah. You know. Um, yeah, because I mean they had broken up, you know, of course, obviously a long time before that, but right. he said it was still pretty rough, you know. So um but as I'm going to this list, oh, it also says uh, Owen Hart held the USWA world title. So I think um, I read that somewhere that he he had held that, yeah. Yeah, because there was quite a few of them that they had gone to USWA for a bit, came out, you know, doing that that promotion swap. Yeah, um, they had that talent exchange going on, yeah. And they, they have a King Reginald. Yeah, I'm I'm reading that now. He, of course, you know everybody beats Jerry Lawler to win the title. They did. <laughs> I mean, he had it like 200 times. So yeah, and that's not you know what that's not even an exaggeration. I actually read that he oh, actually held it. It was like 200 he times. The, he is the most decorated wrestler in the history of professional wrestling. I think he's held over 150 championships. And lost them all too. Huh. And lost them all too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but of but, course, uh, yeah. King Reginald was the last uh, Black World Champion of the USWA. And who was King Reginald? I uh, I, I don't, don't recognize. I, I don't recognize that name. Um, hey, dude, just to give you kind of a heads up, real quick. I'm hearing thunder and lightning outside, so if all of a sudden the lights go out, um. Gotcha. <laughs> just, yeah, I, just letting you know uh, because they're, they're they're calling for severe thunderstorms here, and it's been in the mid nineties uh, today, and it felt like it was actually um, over a hundred. Yeah, so it was. Oh yeah, pretty, I, was, had to, I had to run some errands after work today, and it's it was ninety. The temperature here, I I was in the van, and it was like it said ninety seven, and but the the feel like temperature was over a hundred. It's like I was out for like maybe an hour, and I come home, and I'm like just soaked with sweat it was so hot oh i always I, hope i'm like it is so disrespectful outside it's yeah <laughs> and i always I always laugh when you say that too it, <laughs> it is just disrespectful out here <laughs> um in fact i'm going to send you a picture of my thermometer um uh, I'm, I'm just going to text it to you um yep when i first got in the car and this was in the shade but anyway um anyway back to the story so <laughs> so after ron simmons there wasn't another that i can think of and you correct me if i'm wrong there wasn't another black world champion until the rock yeah and that was six years later in 1998 that's when he beat mankind at the survivor series because the title was vacant that was the uh right deadly games tournament where he turned heel and joined the mcmahons so they're trying to say that between 1992 and 1998 no six years there was nobody else another no other black wrestler deserving of the world title i'm gonna put that on the promoters i'm serious yeah, exactly exactly you can't i mean you can't tell me during that time that there wasn't any any black wrestlers that were deserving to be world champion 
Yeah, because I'm thinking because Ron Simmons only held it once. Yeah, he only held it yeah. once, and yeah. And I mean, he got, he got shot like even after he lost, he got shots against Luger and, and things like that. But he never, you know, he never won it back. Didn't Luger also go to Florida State? Um, I believe so. Okay, and were they coached by Bobby Bowden? I just figured I'd throw that in there because, um, yeah, he just passed away a few days ago. Yeah. Um, I didn't realize how old that man was either. Up in his nineties. I didn't either. I didn't realize he was that old. Yeah, so he definitely lived a good life, I'd say. Yeah. Um, and so when when Ron Simmons when he left, when he left WCW. Oh well, when did he go to WWF? Um, I know. I think it was ninety. Is it ninety five or ninety six? It's when he he debuted as Farouk Assad, and he had the the weird Spartacus the looking outfit, the ridiculous gladiator thing going with the little the hat that the little helmet, blue helmet that looked like it was going to fall apart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because his first feud was Ahmed Johnson. Okay, and then, uh, from what I understand. He hated everything about that except the name Farouk. So he just got rid of it. Well, you know, I don't blame him. I don't need <laughs> it. So he, once he started doing the, uh, you know, the Nation of Domination stuff is when, you know, I like, I personally, I like, I like that stuff. And it gave him a platform because he'd never been really given, even as a world champion, he'd never been given that platform before to, really cut a promo and speak his mind. Right. And as the leader of the nation, he's at the forefront. He's getting to cut those promos. And he's also getting to talk about, you know, you could tell in the crowd there was people that got uncomfortable by some of the things he was saying, but he was he was speaking nothing but the truth. It's just he was telling what was happening in society from the view of a black man. And a lot of people were you know, kind of uncomfortable. Even Vince during interviews, you could tell Vince was a little uncomfortable about, you know, these hard truths that Ron Simmons was throwing out there. Yeah, but Vince must have known, you know what? You can't run from the truth. Yeah. And you know, so and high for me. And plus, I mean, you know what? It was making money. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so um but with the nation domination, of course, it was funny because you also had the two white dudes who brought it too. Um, it was a, yeah, PG uh, thirteen. Yeah. I never yeah. understood why they were in that group. I didn't understand why they were in that group, and I didn't understand why Crush, <clears throat> um, Crush, and Savio were in that right. group. Was it Owen Hart? Owen Hart was in later after The Rock took over. Okay. Yeah, Owen was Owen was there, and that one never made any sense either. But it was Owen, and you were going to get great matches. So that's true. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, and I forgot about Savio. I always liked Savio too, uh, but he didn't he go with uh, Los Bariquas? Yeah, he started that group after after the Nation after Farouk kicked him and Crush out. Crush started. Uh, Disciples of Apocalypse and um, crap. Uh, Savio started Los Bariquas. And 
the disciples of apocalypse and at the time i wasn't able to watch as much uh, wrestling as what i would have liked to uh because i was working a lot of part-time jobs so i was literally averaging about three hours of sleep a night right but, yeah that is no exaggeration either i was averaging <laughs> about three hours of sleep it was not fun for steve <laughs> and you know so i wasn't able to watch as much as what i would like to but when i did catch it i was like there's a bunch of gangs there now what's going yeah. on yeah that and, was a big that was a big thing and it's like the only but they were just throwaway groups because the only two factions that were really doing anything was the nation and the heart foundation and dx right. those were the only ones those were the only factions that were winning championships headlining pay-per-views things like that you oh, know poor, poor crush yeah <laughs> okay Cole, because he was in demolition but he came in there he was just there to replace Axe for a little bit. Yeah. And then they broke up. He became yep. Crush, you know, Kona Crush. Yeah. Um, with the weird where he literally tried to crush somebody's head. That was his yeah. finishing move. I mean, I it's, guess it's interesting. Yeah. You know? Kali kind of lifted that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course, Kali's hands were a lot bigger. I mean, yeah. it'd be like you or me holding like a tennis ball. It's like, yeah. His, I mean, his fingers were literally across people's faces when he. Yeah, when he did that move. Yeah, and then Crush goes to WCW, but he's part of the NWO. But he's one of the he's on the B team. Yeah, yeah. he's he's just a job. He's just a job guy to get beat up by the guys that that the the real NWO guys didn't want to lose to. Right, and, and actually, I forgot to mention before that he lost to Randy Savage in that weird. Falls count outside the ring, even though they said anyway. Yeah, the falls count, out, but he tied him up with a chain. Yeah, and held, it, yeah, <laughs> held him upside down. It was like, is this, you know, is this Wiley Cody and the Roadrunner? Or yeah. what is, <laughs> was this sponsored by Acme? Or <laughs> yeah, and and then he goes back to WWF, and he's part of one group, and they kick him out. So he's part of another group, and it, it was like you said, it was the throwaway group. Yeah, and then he breaks. Then they they break up, or he actually, I think he got fired because it was it was originally him and Brian Lee who had just come over from ECW. Okay, the Undertaker. Uh, yeah, it, yeah, the fake Undertaker, yeah. and then uh, the Harris brothers, who were the the Blue Brothers during the New Generation era of WWF. They uh, were yeah. Eli and Jacob Blue. They were uh, they were uh, managed by Dutch Mantel. Remember he was that. called yep. uh, Uncle Zebekiah, I think. Yeah, they yeah. never would call him Dutch Mantel at all. Even though everybody they always gave him a different name, and it's like we know who he is. Yeah, we we watch wrestling outside of WWF. We we know who Dutch yes. Mantel is. And by the way, you want to talk pick somebody's mind about wrestling? Dutch Mantel is one of the people right there. Oh, my Lord, that man, he is just a wealth of knowledge. It's one of those things like Arn Anderson has said, Dutch Mantel has forgotten more about professional wrestling than most people will ever know. Exactly. You know, um, so like we said, you know, it took them six years. And even before that, there's some, some names we haven't even mentioned who we know could have held the world title. Rocky Johnson, The Rock's dad. Absolutely. You know, Tony Atlas. Yep. You know, um, I mean, yeah, Mr. Uh, well, he was Mr. USA when that was a legit title, wasn't it? Yes. 
because I mean, it, yeah, he had that body. I mean, another one of those guys he had like zero body fat. Yeah, and uh, and I know that he he ran into some kind of personal problems later on. You know, he was actually living on the street at one point. Yeah, and they brought him back. Do you remember this when they made him Saba Simba? Yes. Oh my God, I saw that and I'm like, no, just. Uh, that's I, I I'm serious. I remember saying that to the screen. I'm like, no. The '95 no, Royal like, Rumble. Yep. That's like, that's. No. That, I was like, okay. First of all, yeah, that's a horrible name. Second, yeah. that's Tony Atlas. What if just yeah. it, it's Tony Atlas? Seriously, what the heck is that? And and they, I think they actually had him wearing like a loincloth. I'm they like, did. Are, are y'all seriously the looking for lawsuits? He had a face you know he had a tribal mask and everything yeah fear and it's like just stop it's like yeah. you had who came up with this and how did it pass vince mcmahon's you know desk <laughs> with absolutely not Ooh, um yeah so that was an embarrassment <laughs> yeah and thankfully it didn't last long um you know, and who were some of the other other folks over the time? You know, other other than the ones we've already mentioned, because um, those are the first two that really come to mind. Because now, granted, they were the first black tag team champions. Yes. You know, um, and right, and deservedly so. I mean, um, they were extremely good. They had the look. I mean, they had everything right there. Yep. And I'm pretty sure that's where The Rock got his charisma. Now, I would say Tony Atlas was not the greatest, but he didn't have all the charisma. Yeah, but Rocky did. Rocky did. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure he passed it on to his son, Dwayne, who now has, you know, he has all the charisma. Yeah. Yeah. There's nobody that can touch the rock as far as charisma goes. No. And the stuff he comes up with, like I said, he called Bray Wyatt the eater of Hot Pockets. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I'm still laughing about that whatever many years later. (laughs) But then after, um, after The Rock, of course, then we had to j- jump over to WCW and they had Booker T. Yeah, and that was two years later. So in two years, in, in another two years, no company thought that there was a black man worthy of being a world champion. Like I said, I put that on the promoter's heads. Exactly. Absolutely. Because the talent was there. Yeah. But you can't win it if the promoters don't book you to win it. So Right. And Booker T. Now, granted, I I didn't like seeing Harlem Heat break up because I really liked them as a team. They were just a fantastic team that were just dominating everything. Uh, so that was the only sad part about me because yeah, they were one of my favorite teams. I really liked yeah. them. I mean, they they looked unstoppable, and I always kind of kind of put the Road Warriors like the gold standard as far as like tough tough teams. And I'm like, okay, yeah. the Harlem Heat they give the Road Warriors a run for their money. They oh really yeah. Would. I mean that that would have been a like a fight I would like to see just a straight up yeah. fight. Yeah. Um yeah. And when you know they actually mentioned Booker T and they compare him to you know his brother Stevie Ray and you know they always say Booker T definitely had more talent. You know he he was definitely the breakout the standout of the yeah. tag team. And just a kind of a quick question speaking of Booker T what was your reaction when he got kind of carried away during a promo when he got to talking about Hulk Hogan? That was hilarious. That was <laughs> hilarious. I still, I still <laughs> watch that clip. I actually, 
it's it's amazing that you said that because I watched something earlier today. It was a review of uh, I follow uh, wrestling with regret on YouTube. Okay. And uh, Brian Zane does you know it's his show. He does uh, classic pay per view reviews, and he did Spring Stampede. I think it was ninety five. Or, um, or either 95 or 96 but that interview was on there and he was talking about that interview so I just <laughs> watched that I just watched that promo earlier today oh wow hold on just for a second yeah can you hear that mm -mm. Oh. nope that rain's coming down hard the window's right behind me yeah oh, so that rain's coming down to, hard it's supposed to storm here tomorrow so yeah definitely stay inside if you can <laughs> but oh yeah um every time i've seen that video and i think it's just their reaction and then you see sherry her reaction too she's trying real hard not to laugh yeah <laughs> because it's like well that's going to get bleeped out and apparently it didn't get bleeped out <laughs> no it actually did oh it, it did, did okay in, but on the net on the network now well peacock right uh, it got changed to sucker Oh, we're coming for you, sucker. Yeah, it, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's so exactly it's like, what I'm saying. it's like a totally different voice and everything. I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like they just took sucker from one of one of uh, Booker's promos and just stuck it on there. No, oh, yeah, you know, they could have got it from his theme music. Can you could dig have. it, sucker? Yeah, and, but um, uh, you could tell as soon as he said it, though. He's like, oh my god, I just messed up so bad. Oh yeah, because he's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, that's um, yeah. I mean, now granted, I'm like, yeah, he really got into that promo. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just a little bit, you know. So it was pretty convincing. Um, yeah, and I wonder if Hulk Hogan's going, hey, what's going on there? You know, so what I do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Then we know what Hogan did later on, years later. I was gonna say, given, yeah. Given what we know about Hogan later on. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Don't even, every time I see him now, I mean, I, and, it, and I know we're all supposed to be forgiving to people, but that's unfortunately, that's the first thing I think about is. It is. Every time I say him, I'm yeah. like, <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, y'all, you're putting him with Titus because. Yes. And they interviewed, somebody asked Titus how it was working with Hogan. And he's like, all he would say was, I did my job. Yeah. I mean, and I like Titus O'Neil. Um, and I, I remember the first time I saw him live, I texted you and I had never, I didn't even know who he was, but I was like, dude, I don't know who Titus O'Neil is, but that is one big human being. <laughs> and he was, I mean, and he, and he's not even like the biggest guy on the roster, but I mean, but he's cut. And I think because, I mean, his, like his legs look like tree yeah. trunks. And you he's know, got that he's got that presence about him too. He, that he does. And I was like, man, he is one. That's all. I was like, that is one big human being. I mean, yeah. that, that's the only thing that kept coming to my mind. <laughs> and and it was a house show. Um, and he lost. Um, you know, it was a three cow, but he kept saying it's two. And as he's walking out, he's still looking at me going, it was two because he was a heel <laughs> at the time. You know, so. Um, and I like how, you know, he's the ambassador. Um, because I mean, I think just the way he does, because he he wins father father of the year awards from 
kids that aren't even his dad. Or he's not even their dad. Yeah. You know, yeah. if that says anything about him and he grew up with not an easy life because his mom was what 13, I think when she had him. I think so. I mean, yeah. like really young. And, yeah. and obviously, you know, he's grown up, you know, now to be successful. And he's always, he's first thing he says, I'm going to take care of my kids. Yeah. You know, he said, it doesn't matter where you come from. It matters where you're going. It matters. You know, you exactly. can't, yeah. You can't say I lived a bad life. So therefore I'm going to make everybody else's life bad. No, right. you know, break the cycle. Yeah. You know, and you're supposed to want better for your kids. You're like, like a little side thing real quick. I hate when people are like, you know, well, I had the struggle, so they need to know the struggle and no, they don't need to know the struggle. Mm -hmm. You struggled. So they don't have to. Right. And I'm, you know, now my kids, we've talked about this. I mean, I have them work for stuff. So they have responsibility, but Right. But I'm not going to make them say, okay, you're going to be just dirt poor. Yeah. You know, I'm yeah. still going to make sure they're taken care of. And yeah. you, know, you, you can do that and still teach your kids a work ethic. Exactly. You know, Absolutely. so, um, and you and I've had that mindset, well, ever since we grew up, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, um, you know, but with Booker T, yeah, because we always got to, that's what we do. We, we sway off to somewhere and we got to come back. Yeah, <laughs> but, we always come back to it though. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, but with Booker T, you know, with him becoming the five time, yeah. <laughs> five time, you know, world champion. And he stopped at five, didn't he? He never won number six. No, he did win. He did win six. He won five WCW world titles. And then he won when, when WWE started using, the big gold belt okay. when, it was, when it was the world heavyweight title on SmackDown, I think it was like 2006, he was King Booker and he beat Rey Mysterio to win it. King Booker. Yeah. And that, well, you know, they really, well, they'll acknowledge it, but at the same time, it's always fun to say five times. Yeah. You yeah. know, just staring at his head like five. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I was like, as much as what I wanted to win another, I don't want him to win another one because that'll just kill that gimmick. And I love that. Yeah. You know, um, and that was, let's see, he won the last WCW title on the very last Nitro episode in 2001. And uh, so actually, that was his fourth. That was his fourth. He won, okay. He won, he, he won the fifth one on, it was during the invasion stuff. He had lost it to Kurt Angle and then. He lost it to Kurt Angle on SmackDown, and then I think a week later he beat Kurt Angle to take it back. Okay, but it, that was under the WWE banner. But he won four in WCW. Yeah, he because he beat Scott Steiner on the final episode of Nitro, and right. that was number four. Because he was he was the U.S. champion at the same time. And you know that particular Nitro episode was the first Nitro episode I had watched in well over a year probably a year and a half um well because i was in japan for a year you know so no reason right. i watched it because they did the news and i'm like oh okay i guess i'll watch this last one just to see yeah. what happens well for me it was just wcw was it was rough it was really rough to watch from like you know from beginning of 2000 you know until its end there was there weren't very many bright spots Booker T was one of the few bright spots. Right. 
during that time. And of course, when he goes to WWE, the first thing they do is they put him in. Well, after the debacle with him and and Marcus Alexander Bagwell, yeah, um, that was that was bad. And, and here's and, the, here's the, here's the thing that, I'm glad that they didn't put that. I'm glad that that did not. That was not their sole impression of Booker T. Right. Because I've, I've watched that match several times just to kind of analyze it. Booker did what he did his job. Mm-hmm. The problem is Buff was never that good as far as wrestling goes. Right. He was a you know, he was a decent athlete, but that doesn't always translate to being a good wrestler. And exactly, Buff's thing was Buff was a great character, you know, and things like that. You know, had a lot of charisma, that kind of stuff. But the in-ring work, you know, Booker could only carry him so far. And I think they kind of knew that. Plus, Buff had a big head and thought he mm-hmm. was a whole lot more important than he was. You know, he wasn't one of the guys that were sitting at home getting their, you know, guaranteed money. Right. You know, he wasn't a Goldberg or a Nash or a Sting. You know, you're Buff Bagwell and you're getting this opportunity to main event on Raw go out there and work and show them what you can do. But he just pulled the whole match down. And I, I think that's why he got fired. Oh, uh, oh, there was a lot of reasons why he got fired. Um, <laughs> you know, there was that him getting into a fight with Shane Helms, which Shane Helms won. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. That one, um, he disputes his story, but Jim Ross has told it a few times where, Buff Bagwell's mom, I mean, which he was real close to his mom, and you know, nothing wrong with being close to your mom, but he apparently he was real close to his mom, yeah, because his mom would call and complain about his travel and yeah. who he was wrestling and all kinds of stuff. Yep, and JR, he said the one time, uh, she called in sick for him. Oh, he's not gonna be able to make the show, he's sick, and he said, okay, and he wrote it down, and he said, and by the way, uh, Judy, Miss Bagwell, this will be the last time I, I take a phone call from you about your son. He's a grown man. He needs to yeah. do this himself. He yeah. Said, he, he said, if you want to call just to chit chat, talk about the weather, that's fine. But I will not take phone calls like this again from you. <laughs> so, and so, yeah, that, it, uh, that's actually on, I don't even know if they have the on demand, uh, the WWE on demand. Remember when they had those panels? Um, oh, yeah. It was, oh, what was it called? I don't remember now what the actual show was called, but one of the um, the topics they had was called Heat Seekers, and Bagwell's name was mentioned as part of that. Yes, yes. I remember uh, those, yeah. Yep. Um, that's going to drive me nuts now. <laughs> Not knowing the, the, you know, the name of the little panels they had. Um, but I think one of the other reasons why they actually struggled a little bit at first and they said, and all the wrestlers have actually talked about this in adjustment. WCW's rings were, were 18 by 18. Yeah. WWF or WWE, they're 20 by 20. Yeah. And they said just those, like that extra step or that you had to take, it would, they said it would throw your cadence off. Yeah. Plus this WWF style was, you know, not as wrestling focused as wcw's was right and 
you know, but once they got there and then they put Booker T in the program with the rock. And I mean, I, and I was watching, watching it quite a bit at this point, you yeah. know, um, cause this was during the whole, the invasion thing with, you know, of course they kind of botched up the invasion, but that's another story. Yeah. Um, but and I was thinking, okay, this will be a pretty good series of matches. I mean, which as far as understood, I mean, I didn't get to see all of them because of, you know, deploying and having a baby born and things like that at the time, but I tried to watch it, you know, when I could, uh, and it actually seemed to be, I knew at least the promos and they're going back and forth used to be pretty good. Some of the stuff isn't family friendly, so I'm not, I don't want to repeat it, but yeah. Uh, yeah. Cause the rock isn't always family friendly. I just, no. <laughs> just leave it at that. Um, but the next black world champion after Booker T was it Mark Henry? Uh, you talking about in WWE? Yeah. Uh, let's see. Yes. And how many years? Yeah. Well, it, it could was have been that many years later, but it was, two, it was 2011. That's a decade. That is a decade well, later. Booker won, as far as like the WWE World Heavyweight title. Right. Yeah. Yeah, because Booker, yeah, Booker won in, uh, you know, 2000 was his first world title. And he won, you know, several. Between 2000 and 2006, he won six of them. But then after 2006, there wasn't another Black world champion until 2011. When Mark, Henry, yeah, when Mark Henry beat Randy Orton at Night of Champions. I popped, I popped huge. I marked out when Mark Henry won the world title because I wasn't sure I, I'm like I was hoping they would give it to him but he was in there with Orton and I wasn't sure if they were going to do it and when he pinned him clean I was like yes I mean because the man's 400 pounds of just muscle yeah he just, looks like a barrel full of muscle yeah <laughs> <laughs> you know um but on the meantime and I'll have to defer to you like I said as far as like the TNA impact champions um, because I mean, I really don't know a lot about them because I was not watching them. And then there for a little bit, I actually didn't watch any wrestling. Um, but then I obviously came back to it. Yeah. Just like we all do. And, you know, so like I said, um, we know Ron Killings, our truth. Uh, yeah. We know he, he was a champion. Bobby Lashley, was he also impact champion during this yeah. time? Yes, Bobby Lashley won it. Um, he won the first one on television in 2014. He beat Eric Young for it. And Bobby Lashley is a four-time Impact World Champion. He's one of the few men that have held M TNA or Impact, you know, whichever you want to call it, right. and the WWE title. Um, let's see. Oh, here's a name. Bob Sapp. Yes. IWGP heavyweight champion. Yep. And this, that was in 2004. I don't know if you saw the, the article that I just sent to you. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. This was another one. Not, another really good article. I like the way it's laid out too, because you know, people like lists and I'm people. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and then like some of the small, some of the other companies that like people may not know of like, Pro Wrestling Gorilla. Uh, yeah. Ricochet was a Pro Wrestling Gorilla World Champion. Um, a wrestler, he went by the name of uh, Human Tornado. Um, he was PWG World Champion. Um, 
and then you've got Evolve. Uh, AR Fox was Evolve World Champion. Then you've got Combat Zone Wrestling. Uh, they have had uh, BLK's G's was champion there. Um, trying to see who else. Uh, Jonathan Gresham, who is just an amazing professional wrestler. He is currently the Ring of Honor Pure Champion. And he is honestly one of the greatest technical wrestlers I've ever seen. He is Daniel yeah. Brawl level. Uh, Jonathan, you said Jonathan Gresham. That's the name. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You may have to. You may have to send me that name later on. Somebody need to check out. Yeah, right. Jonathan Gresham was uh, Combat Zone World Champion. Uh, Leo Rush was Combat Zone World Champion. Uh, <laughs> Leo Rush. Yeah. Ooh, that dude. Outside of WWE, Leo Rush was amazing. I, oh, I, I know. Think he, just, he just had some maturity issues in WWE. Oh, yeah. But man, uh, he, he was so annoying though when he was accompanying Bobby Lashley. Yes. I was like, yes. would y'all please shut his mic off? You know, and I was like, I'm really glad I'm not like in the live audience during that. Uh, but then when, when he went back to NXT and some of the stuff he was doing there, I mean, I thought it was amazing. Oh, yeah. It was like when he won the Cruiserweight title. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He had a great run. Uh, Keith Lee was also a, a PWG world champion. Yeah, I was going to ask Keith Lee because, I mean, I think if you're going to say, okay, well, who's the next black superstar? Keith Lee has got to be yeah. in, in – you know, he's got to be in that conversation. Yeah, he just came back. He finally, like, started talking about, because he'd been gone for, like, six months. Well, now, was he hurt, or were they just... Well, he got COVID. Ah, okay, and, and it sucks. He I got COVID in January, so they took him off TV for about three weeks so he could quarantine and heal. Well, then, during his physical and everything to come back, he got blood work done, and uh, there was some... Uh, there was some elevation in some of his tests and it was like a, uh, it was a heart issue. And so they were like, they were, he had to go through all these tests and different things. There was some inflammation, I think in the heart valves, if I remember reading what he, this comes from him, he released a thing today. And, uh, but he said that the inflammation's gone and all that. And of course, you know, he's been uh, released. He's been back for about three weeks now. Okay. But that's why he's been gone because he had a serious health scare because they were they were worried he had, you know, a severe heart condition or something. But it was like inflammation of the arteries or something like that. So he had to take all that time off and just, you know, take care of himself and get better. Which, I mean, I, that that is one thing I will say about the WWE. They are a lot better at now than what. Yes. Yeah. Not, yeah. not just them, but like every promoter, especially Bill yeah. Watts. You know, this yeah. is where the bad thing about Bill Watts to come in. Yeah. Yeah, you got hurt, you know, back then, Steve Williams, 108 stitches in his eye, and he had to wrestle the yeah. next night. Yeah. But he now – that, Bill Watts had that um, that kind of Captain America mentality from uh, Age of Ultron. It's like uh, you you get killed, walk it off. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, but now, I mean, they are allowing them the time to, take, to heal up and take care of themselves because, you know, there's too many bad things that have happened. And yeah. – now, do we include Keith Lee on this list already because of what he did in NXT? That's my thing because, okay, personally, I feel that NXT, the NXT title should be a world championship. You know, if you're, 
if the WWE Championship and the Universal Championship are both recognized as world titles, right? Then your NXT Championship should be recognized as a world title as well, right? Because I mean, they're not just going to put that on anybody. Yeah, they're not just throwing that on the new kid. You know, the new developmental recruit that's walking through the door. Right. Karrion Cross is the NXT champion for a reason. Exactly. And they have to trust that, you know, you hold the belt, you represent the company. Yeah. Now, and I do realize that anymore they say, well, it's just a prop. And that's the reason why your ratings are dropping is because you're treating it like a prop. Yeah. Because you look at every other wrestling company, no other wrestling company treats their belts as props. Exactly. Except WWE. And it's, it's ridiculous, you know. Yeah, um, it really is. You know, so we can add really. So we said thirty at the beginning of the the program. Now do we bumped it to thirty one. Yeah, I would. My yeah. personal opinion. Yeah. Yeah, and and because Keith Lee, I mean, you got to bask in his glory anyway. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, he comes out. If if you were in the audience, you'd be singing it. You know, yeah. oh, bask in his glory. Yeah. Because the first time I saw him, like, what are they saying? Oh. Okay, that's cool. Yeah, <laughs> you know, and then and then I saw him wrestle, and I was like, "That's really cool." Yeah, a guy that size should not be able to do what he's able to do. He reminds me so much of a Samoa Joe when Samoa Joe was in his prime. Yeah, because Joe was, you know, just six one two eighty, and Joe was doing stuff in the mid two thousands that you'd never seen a man that size do. I mean, he's moved. He was moving like Rey Mysterio. Right. I mean, it, like you said, a guy that size has no business making moves like that. Yeah. You know, yeah, it, 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 it's not like Keith Lee's throwing hurricane runners. A guy that size should not be able to get his legs up that high to do. Yeah, exactly. Anything. And it, 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 it's like my science teacher for sophomore and junior year, Miss Dawson. I don't know if you mm -hmm. had her or not, but yeah. one day we were talking about hummingbirds and she said scientists scientifically hummingbirds shouldn't be allowed to fly she's like because of the way their wings are designed she said but nobody told them that exactly yeah exactly. <laughs> so, so there you go yeah uh she was one of my favorite teachers by the way yeah uh, i always liked her oh yeah um i'm trying to think of who uh, rich swan and yep. uh moose were the I'm ones not, that uh, i'm not familiar with moose unless he has a different name uh, he was uh, he was big in Ring of Honor. He used to play pro football. He played for the Patriots, I believe. Okay, actually, uh, with a name like Moose, you would you would expect somebody to play football with a name yeah, like that. I mean, he's he's a huge dude, and he's doing he's like I don't know, probably six five, six six, solid three hundred, but it's just muscle, and he's doing Ooh. top road stuff. Oh, <laughs> like. Like, uh, you better like reinforce the ropes, fall away slams from the top rope. Yeah, you better reinforce those ropes. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Um, but uh, Rich, Rich Swan was the impact world champion until Kenny Omega beat him earlier this year for the title. And uh, because what it was, Rich Swan was the impact world champion, Moose had been going around with the old TNA world heavyweight title, and so they reactivated the TNA world title, had a champion for champion winner take all match between Moose and Rich Swan. Rich Swan won and had both belts. 
And then he put it on the line against Kenny Omega. Of course, Kenny Omega went one. So now Kenny Omega has the uh, AAA world title, the Impact world title, TNA world heavyweight title, and the AEW world title. Hmm. Well, that's a little bit of a pedigree right there. Yeah, <laughs> so, a little bit. Um, now... Yeah, before we wrap this up, because I just never we've been talking for a while because once we get, get going, we really get going. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just a couple of questions in your opinion. Um, well, see if you, you agree with this. I think Big E is probably going to be one of, if not the next, probably the next world champion in the WWE, not just Black oh, World I, Champion. I, I completely be, agree. Unless yeah. they completely screw that up. Which give them a chance. They can screw it up. Give them a chance. <laughs> yeah, because they can always mess it up. But yeah, Biggie has absolutely everything mm-hmm. to be a credible world champion. I mean, he's got, you know, there, you know, WWE is all about aesthetics. He's got mm-hmm. the look. Yeah. He can go in the ring. The guy is a great promo. He is great to put in front of the media. You know, because I've watched the New Day. I've I've watched the New Day's podcast several times the dude is you know extremely well spoken mm-hmm. extremely intelligent you know he's the kind of guy you would want to put as the face of your company um and he's held titles in the past yes so it wouldn't be a new thing for him now he's not no. held the world title but he has held titles he's and held titles, intercontinental title nxt championship yep and he's another one he, he's like like a just a barrel full of muscle yeah and you know um yeah i, I could easily see him holding the title fact when they showed him um i caught part of this is he on raw or smackdown and i feel stupid you know okay he is on smackdown when he's that's right because he showed up at the beginning of the show last friday holding the briefcase like <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> he like, did that to paul Heyman too paul Heyman had cut a promo about how it wasn't fair that John Cena had signed the contract to fight Roman Reigns. And then Paul turns away from the interviewer and Biggie's standing there with the briefcase on his shoulder, just laughing all crazy. And it's like, yeah, that's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Roman will be a really good, that'll be a really good feud. Um, by the way, do you follow Brandy Rhodes on Twitter? Yes. Okay. I don't know if you've seen this picture of her. I just, I just texted it to you. Um, it's like borderline not family friendly, but it's just funny. Um, <laughs> but, um, but and speaking of Brandy Rhodes, she's an AEW. Do you see them? Is there anybody there right now who you could see being um, the Black World Champion there? Scorpio Sky. Well, there you go. Um, you've given this some thought already. Yes. <laughs> so. um, I like. I started watching Scorpio Sky. He was big in the um, California area, and he came to Ring of Honor, and he ended up, that's how he got to be in SoCal and censored with uh, Frankie Kazarian and Christopher Daniels, because they knew him from wrestling in the California area. Okay. And uh, so he was, you know, he was a younger guy. They kind of took him under his, uh, under their wing made him part of the team they won six man tag titles there world tag team titles in ring of honor he really grew and then AEW has been really good for him as far as you know 
you could tell his confidence is just growing and he is just fantastic in the ring. I could definitely see him as a W world champion one day. And, you know, with Cody Rhodes being one of the main guys uh, calling Mm -hmm. the shots, they're not going to have an issue with um, not having diverse champions. Um, It's going to be okay. Okay. Who's the next person? You know, yeah. who's who's the most deserving? Boom, there we go. Like you said, Scorpio Sky. With uh, Mark Henry on the roster. That's right. I forgot Mark Henry's there. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah. yeah. And, and apparently the big show just turned heel again. Uh, I, did, I, didn't, I haven't actually watched AEW the past few weeks, but I guess big show or Paul White now, I guess he just turned heel again. That's like, what, the, about the 27th time he's been a heel in his career. He chokes the somebody. No, he didn't turn heel. He was, uh, I watched the clip from that on YouTube earlier. Uh, QT Marshall was, had uh, pulled Tony Schiavone's kid in the ring. Tony Schiavone's oh. kid was training to wrestle. Really? He was in the crowd and they pulled him in the ring and then they beat him up while they while two other guys held Tony Schiavone because Tony Schiavone was conducting an interview with QT Marshall. Then right. all that happened. Big Show comes out. Because him and Tony Schiavone do commentary together on AEW Dark, plus going back to their WCW days. And so two of the guys leave. They push one guy towards the Big Show, and he gave probably the best choke slam I'd ever seen the Big Show give. He It looked like Kevin Nash's jackknife powerbomb, except mm. a choke slam. I mean, he picks him up, <laughs> but then just launches him. I mean, he never left his feet. He just threw that guy down like he was throwing something in the trash. Huh. Well, yeah, see, now I need to get back, uh, catch up on all the recordings. Um, either that or, well, because I have been recording in one room, but I've been watching in another room, so I need to actually change all the recordings to the other TV. <laughs> that would actually probably make more sense. Uh, but at the same time, part of the also reason why I'm missing them is because we've been doing more shows. Yeah, yeah. You know, so – past two weeks i've actually had interviews with people from the nwf i really hope to continue that relationship hopefully you can actually join join us in some of those interviews if we can get them uh scheduled out in enough time so we can uh, plan yeah. for this yeah um well like i said this saturday i'm going to go watch that show it should be absolutely fantastic i um well i was gonna say i hope to god it's not raining but it's indoors so it'll be, it'll be fine doesn't really matter <laughs> Um, yeah, because dude, I, yeah, it is coming down hard. That's probably another reason I should probably go ahead and, and go and call it a day. But next Monday, unless for some reason we do an impromptu show over the weekend, but next Monday, uh, we've we've kicked around the idea of talking about SummerSlam '93, um, just because it's SummerSlam season and that one is not considered a great um, a great yeah. event. So we might as well just pick it apart. Yeah, may as well. Uh, you know, because and and. But that's one of the one of the many things on the horizon because Joanne and I we were throwing ideas at each other back and forth today, and we're gonna. Um, well, it's not that we're not scheduling things. Part of it is because some certain things happen in the news, and we're like, you know what, we need to talk about that while it's fresh in our mind. Yeah, yeah. You know, and because even today's show, I think you even mentioned it to me what yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? Let's go I was for thinking, it. Yeah, I was on my way to. We were going to visit my wife's grandparents and have supper with them. And I was in the car and I was, you know, thinking of stuff we could talk about. And I kept going back to, you know, this idea about the Black World Champions. And that's why I messaged you. And I'm like, hey, what about, you know, what about this? I didn't know if you 
had had an idea, you know, for tonight's show or not. So, yeah, and like I said, I mean, I know we kicked around the idea of Service Slim '93, but it may be a watch along. It may be, something, but yeah, we'll know once we get there. So yeah, all right. Um, but until then, uh, because I think my power may be starting to go out because of the lightning, um, I will be talking to you, and then and we'll definitely be texting. All right. Uh, all right. God all bless, right. man. Yep. Yeah, God bless you. Bye.